guys, ghouls, and ghosts, welcome to the Guts and Gore podcast. I'm your host, always Colton McAllister, joined today, as always, by our lovely co-host, Molly. Molly, are you excited for today's episode? <laughs> it has to, you. You can't break the formula, can you? It has to. You have to. That's ask, not. You have to ask a question after. It just feels weird. It feels weird just jumping into it. Like, because we're like, it's like, it's a little buffer before we actually dive into the whole thing. I mean, should I just start every episode? Like, okay, guys, today we're going to review the movie Don't Breathe. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Stop asking me how I am and I'm excited. You know the answers. True. I guess we did just get a comment that um, we should stick to the movie analysis and stray away from the comedy so um maybe we should listen to it unfortunately your life is a comedy so (laughs) (laughs) like like the joker i used to think my life was a tragedy but then i realized okay uh the movie we're gonna do today um is something that i i really remember just kind of blowing me away and you know the time this time that we watched it for the review um you know, even though I knew a lot was going to happen, it still kept me on the edge of my seat. Still shocked me at certain moments. Um, guys, the movie we're doing today, uh, 2016's Don't Breathe. This movie follows a group of young burglars who target a blind war veteran's home, believing it to be a very easy score. However, they soon discover that the blind man is not as defenseless as he seems, and the seemingly simple heist turns into a deadly game of cat and mouse trapped inside the dark labyrinth god damn it labyrinthic house they must navigate their way without making a sound as the blind man's heightened senses become their greatest threat tensions escalate as streets unravel leading to a gripping and sus- suspenseful battle for survival in this intense psychological thriller you said as streets unravel it's secrets why would the streets be unraveling? The ghost town streets. I need to start writing these the for you and just keeping the language very basic. <laughs> Making sure. It's Do you under read that. them beforehand? Uh, this time I didn't. I read yeah, the names before. Because I know you read the names beforehand, but why would you put labyrinthic in there? ChatGPT <laughs> did it. Okay, well, my point is, you can't read for shit. True. I'm still blaming AI. <laughs> uh, directed by, what was it, Fide? Fide? Fide. Fide Alvarez. Uh, written, in, uh, written by Fide Alvarez and Rago. God, there's a lot of Hispanic names in this. I'm gonna... That's not a G. That's a D. Seaduez. No. Rod- oh, Rodo. Oh, sorry. Rodo. I thought you were talking about the last name. Rodo Seguez. Seaguez. <laughs> S-A-Y-A-G-U-E-S. Okay. Produced by uh, Fede. 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 Right? Fede. Fede. Fede Alvarez. Sam Raimi. Hell yeah. And uh, Robert Tappert. Starring Jane Levy, Dylan Minette, Daniel Sovato, and Stephen Lane. Cinematography by Pedro Luque, edited by Eric L. Beeson, Louise Ford, and Gardner Gould. Music by Roque Benos, 
Production companies were Screen Gems, Stage Six Films, Ghost House Pictures, and Good Banos. Banos. Roque. Raku. Roque. Roque Banos. 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 Okay. The little symbol. Yeah. Uh, I failed. Yeah. I almost failed Spanish. So. <laughs> this is a nightmare for me. <laughs> Distributed by Sony Pictures Releasing. Uh, made on a budget of $9.9 million uh, with a gross return of $157.8 million, almost 16 times um, what they spent. So obviously a success. Um, it, you know, and I was really surprised by the budget on this, especially for a horror film. But, you know, um, so... Uh, because that's big for i mean for a horror film yeah i feel like horror films usually are made around one to two million dollars they're usually pretty low budget um but you know as we'll talk about a small loan of a million dollars exactly um but as we'll get into later um you know uh, there was a lot that went behind it so it kind of makes sense um like the set design and the cinematography and all that like i'm sure that was very expensive um but you know uh so uh Alvarez's previous film, The Evil Dead, the remake, which uh, we will eventually get to, um, that movie cost twice as much as what this one did. So actually kind of a, a cut for that. Uh, Molly, what was the first time that you watched this? I saw it in theaters. Okay, same here. Uh, you saw it when it came out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Go for it. Or afterwards-ish? If I saw it in theaters, then... <laughs> then yes i did see it when it came out not the second time it was around in theaters who knows maybe it It wasn't (laughs) okay uh yeah no uh same here um i think i was actually work no no that would have been after the movie theater i guess yeah maybe i can't remember or just maybe just right but i remember watching this in the movie theater too i remember there were two movies that came out around this time uh, it follows and this one don't breathe and like uh from i don't know this era those two movies really stuck out to me and um yeah like i said it still holds up to this day in my opinion um some of the fun facts there's only a few molly so don't don't be don't <laughs> i'm making the film was in some ways uh a reaction to his debut film evil dead specifically the criticisms that the film had too much blood focused too much on shocking the audience it was a remake in response, Alvarez decided to make Don't Breathe, an original story that contained less blood and focused more on suspense over shocking audiences. Alvarez had called the film an exercise in reversal, noting that the film deliberately subverts tropes such as the fact that the house in question is a nice house on a scary street as opposed to the opposite, or that the movie is a home invasion story told from the point of view of the invaders. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, though the film was set in Detroit, it was primarily shot in Hungary. Hungary. Hungry. Hungry. That always throws me off because I think like hungry, like your your stomach is hungry. Yeah. But it's spelled differently, but it's the same. But pronounce it like that and you're good. Hungry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, only a few uh, views of Detroit were actually filmed there. So I thought, that, I mean, that was probably for financial reasons. It was probably cheaper to film there. Um, less busy. And less busy. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Molly, what is the death toll? Three. For this Three. okay and or four that's right <laughs> that was the debate <laughs> it was three or four there's the guy who got shot the mm-hmm. money and then good old money what's his face i don't even remember his name the other the white 
the white kid. He gets, oh, I don't remember. He dies. Yeah, he dies. Dylan, Dylan Marin dies. Uh, and then the lady. The lady, yes. Cindy Roberts, who accidentally killed his daughter. And technically she was pregnant, so that could be, that could yes. count. Depending how, which way you swing. But. Yeah, depending at what point is that life. No. We don't really know at what month she was. No. So. It's hard to determine. No, because there was never like a paper reported that she was missing or whatever. But yeah, I don't so, think at least. Depending on what end of the spectrum you are on that, <laughs> could uh, be three, could be three and a half, could be four. Just depends. Two people were talked about being dead. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Rocky's dad and then his little daughter. Yes. Yes. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah, not not. I mean, not very high. But I mean, I, I, as we'll get into with the whole film. I mean, in what we just read in the behind the scenes. I mean, this was clearly a deviation from his previous films. Like, I, I, the death toll, I'm sure, wasn't a focus for him. When yeah. This film, you know what I mean. Um. Okay. Our favorite part: the good, the bad, <laughs> <laughs> the gory. <laughs> You hate me so much. <laughs> um, okay, I thought um, I thought the uh, a lot of good things I, I found in this movie. Um, I thought the opening shot where he's dragging the main character, um, the female, by what's her name again? Do you remember? In the movie. In the movie. Rocky. Her name. Oh, that's right. Her name is Rocky. Uh, an odd name for a woman, but. Uh, <laughs> um, Opening, yeah, the opening shot where he's dragging Rocky, I thought that was, um, I thought that was, it, it, it just, it set the tone for the film. It was very unsettling, and it kind of just, yeah, like I said, set the tone. Um, I thought that, I thought the story was very unique, and um, I th- the setting was like just like you know the idea of it being an abandoned, a ghost town. I, I, I just thought the whole premise was, it, it, it's intriguing, right? But like they intended, like they wanted to subvert things, they wanted to do something. This is just this just seems fresh. This seems like a fresh new idea in the horror genre. You know, the two twenty tens. I think that's one of the best decades of horror, in my opinion. Um, where you, you know you saw a decline of like pretty much every other genre, from action to superhero, or whatever. Horror has like maintained and actually risen, in my opinion. Um, so I really like that. Um, I also like the fact that nobody in this movie is really redeemable. Like maybe the, the, well, not maybe the daughter of, um, Rocky's parents is probably the only character I can really think of. Right. The daughter of Rocky's parents. The little kid. Her sister. You could even say. Rocky's. (laughs) What the fuck? What's wrong with you? (laughs) What do you call your sisters? The daughter of your parents. Yeah, that that's actually why I referred to her like that because that's so weird. That's the relationship I have with my sisters. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love y'all. Um, but yeah, I thought she was the. I mean, nobody was redeemable, really. I mean, and th- I always like that when characters aren't so black and white when they're actually human and they're cap- capable of doing bad things. You know. I mean, the lady who accidentally ran his daughter over. I mean, I guess we don't really know the full story yeah. of that. I mean, it was an accident, but I don't think that necessarily makes her redeemable. 
Well, I'm if she I'm guessing she tried to apologize at some point. Potentially. We I guess we don't really know. I can't imagine how hard it would have been for him to kidnap her from her house. I feel like she would have had to have gone there to have a talk with him or something to even get there in the first place. I, I guess I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he is blind. That's true. <laughs> hmm. Wow, I never. He wasn't, actually... wasn't going to drive over wherever she was. <laughs> Took an Uber. <laughs> and you didn't think then the Uber on the way back was a little skeptical of what was happening? Hey, pop the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like she would have had to go over there. So true, true. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, because he talked about her being a, a, a rich girl. You know, yeah. rich girl. So, I mean, I think it was kind of implied maybe that she wasn't, but we don't really know for sure whether she was actually. I mean, it just, he just called her a rich girl. Just because she's rich doesn't, her parents were rich doesn't mean no, that I, she's not sorry. I agree. But like, I mean, I don't, I don't think we could deny that there's a perception of rich people, right? That they, you know, they have a lot of money that therefore they're not really kind people. I don't know. I guess that was kind of the vibe that I got. But like I said, we don't know. I mean, the vibe from the movie was just like, because she was rich, she didn't have to go to jail. Rich people don't have consequences for their actions. Not that they're not. Sorry. Sure. That's, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um, I, I thought they had, I thought the movie had very effective. Well, uh, sorry, skip this point. Um, I thought it had like the perfect amount of character background. Like in what we we didn't get too bogged down in the details. We found out just enough about each character to kind of set set the story, which I mean, really is like bare minimum, especially for a horror movie. Like, know the characters, know what the gist is. Boom, get into the story. Like that's how I like it, anyways. And then you know maybe discover things you know sprinkled through throughout the throughout. But like, you know, I think a lot of films suffer from like they'll just introduce a character and they'll just have heavy exposition and then they'll get into the story. And I really like it when they. Don't do that. Um, I thought it had very good, effective jump scares throughout. Um, whether it's the dog appearing in the beginning at the car, or just points where the you know the old man just kind of comes out of nowhere, right? That was very effective. Um, the cinematography and camera work was like masterful, in my opinion. I I was watching it again. I mean, there there are like wonders in that movie that are like at least you know, a minute or two long. I mean, like just like continuously filming. A whole, I mean, to set that up is a, such a challenge in itself. I can't imagine how many days of filming they had on some of those shots. Right. All at night too. I'm unless they had a stage, I guess. Um, or did on stage. Um, but yeah, I, I, just the use of Steadicam and all that. I just thought it was very, very, very well done, especially for a horror film. Um, I thought it was well-paced and tense throughout. I thought the old man was very creepy, very effective. Um, that the, the scene where they're in the dark, like the night vision scene, I was looking up. I couldn't figure out like how exactly they filmed that, but I thought that was very effective. Um, Almost like they filmed using night vision, you mean? Well, okay, but I looked it up, and it didn't. I, I don't think they really did. If they did, they maybe black and white it. Black and white it. I don't know. Do you think they just used straight up vision and then just took the color out? Or night vision, I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. 
This is why we have you, though. I care. You don't. It's a good. It's a good mix. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was really reminiscent of a Silence of the Lambs, which is another movie I hope to do soon. Why? Um, just, well, I mean, just they, they had the same scene in a sense. Um, you know, in Silence of the Lambs, Sterling is being chased by Bill, who's in the night vision, and in this scene, these two characters are being chased by the blind guy. I see. Who, although it doesn't have night vision, has his senses and is superior to them in that situation. So would you then say it's like any other film that has a scene like that? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> Signs so of the Lambs is what came to mind. Okay. Okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, I thought it was an excellent display of rising action. Um, it just seemed like the whole movie was just up, down, up, down, up, down, down. You know, there would uh, there would be a way out, and then it would crash. And then there'd be a way out, and it would crash. Continuous conflict. Um, it's believed, and then conflict comes again. It's just it's a very effective method for horror and suspense. I thought it was really well done. Um, the whole part with the turkey baster was fucked. The what? Uh, I misspoke. The turkey baster. There we go. Did you know that turkeys don't fly? Shut the fuck up. I hate you so goddamn much. You know what's really sad? I was playing Red... So, because... <laughs> when... Uh, the So, okay. So, this is a background. So, uh, I was at my family dinner, and we were all playing a game. Uh, what was it? The question was, name a bird that can't fly. Mm-hmm. And I put down turkey, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't realize that turkeys, like, couldn't... Like, could fly. Like, I, I thought maybe they could, like, kind of, like, glide a little bit on the ground, but I didn't think they could fly. And I was playing Red Keep Dead. Keep doing those motions. Fly. I didn't know I could fly, you know? Um, and, but I was playing I was playing Red Dead 2 the other day, and I saw the turkeys, and I was chasing them a little bit, and then they actually did kind of fly a They bit. flew away, huh? They didn't fly away, but they kind of, like, you know. The game doesn't want to make it that hard. <laughs> Did nobody ever teach you how to, how to do bird motions and flapping your wings? It's the autism, Molly. <laughs> I misinterpreted it. Oh, my God. I didn't know how to tie my shoes until I was nine, and I, did, I still haven't figured out how to imitate a bird <laughs> Anyway, turkey anyway, baster. Yeah, I thought that whole part was very unsettling. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a scene, well, towards the end of the movie, I would hope they would know if they're watching this. I would, ho- I would hope so too. Um, but you know, some people, some people like watch these podcasts. Like they don't want to actually take the time to watch the movie, so they well, like I do that with the Confused Breakfast. That's like, stupid. No, it's it's. If awesome. you don't want to watch it, then why watch something about it? <laughs> well, because maybe you're just curious about it. You, you, like you're curious about it, and you want to. You would rather like listen to it at work than like sit down for two hours and watch it. I don't know. That sounds. I appreciate terrible. that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. This podcast you're listening to is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought, uh, so towards the end, I mean, he kidnaps the main, uh, Rocky, he kidnaps her towards the end and puts her in the same contraption that the hostage was in, and he uh, proceeds to cut her pants up, and he um, um, tries to insert a turkey baster full of semen inside her, which he uh, heats up on a stovetop beforehand. Which I thought was, uh, he froze it. (laughs) Got a de thought. He wasn't wasn't exactly planning on having a 
having to re-inseminate someone. Yeah, true, true. So it's not like he had it thawing. Yeah, no. Yeah, do it quickly. I I understand that. What well, my point is that it was very unsettling. I feel like I would kill the sperm or something though. You know, I know. I, I kind of had that thought too, right? Like how I don't know. I don't know. I know you can freeze sperm. Yeah, and but keep it by the whole reheating process. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. I feel like you have to do it a certain way though. Yeah, but I don't know. know. I don't know if he's. At I know they can survive hot temperatures, but. Anyway. Uh, what you know that they can or can't? Yeah, they can. Oh. I mean, not to get too much into anatomy, <laughs> but it's really warm inside your body. True. Yeah, that's fair. If if it's not, that's a bad sign. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought that I like the I like you know the lot of twists in this movie, especially the one where he stabs the body of money, and you think it's the other guy, and Alex. Alex. Oh, you figured it out. I Googled it. Um, you think it's Alex, and then it reveals later that it's not. Again, rising action. You have conflict, and then there's another gleam of hope. And then 10 minutes later, he gets shot. <laughs> or whatever. 10, 10, 15 minutes later, and that dies again. Um, and then my last thing, I thought... I, I don't know if you thought this was intentional or not, or if this was just me tying things together. But I kind of thought at the end there was something interesting with the symbolism. Because... Because throughout the movie, well, not throughout the movie, uh, she talks about how when she was growing up, her mother would was an alcohol an alcoholic, and would shut her in the trunk of her car. Mm-hmm. And there's a story where she sees a ladybug coming through the keyhole and keeps her company. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a hopeful symbol in a way. She gets a tattoo in her arm. It's throughout the whole movie, and I really like it. Um, but towards the end of the movie, the dog's chasing her, and she actually ends up trapping the dog in the trunk. I didn't know if that was if that's just me drawing conclusions. Yeah. You think it's bullshit? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I, I kind of figured you'd feel like that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was watching it. I was kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. I like. I, I it. There's some kind of um, juxtaposition and subverting with like the analogy of her being trapped in the car, and then she's trapping the dog in the car, which is like hit her. Uh, her mom. Because the dog's a bitch. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I think it's a boy dog, but yeah, I can't remember. Also, I'm just realizing this. Uh, kind of a shitty move on the on the military guy to just leave the car, the dog in the car, right? Because the dog. I think he was going to come back for him. Oh, uh, that makes sense. And that dog probably died because he probably got was trapped in the car. I don't know how hot it was. It doesn't, I don't know. But I don't know. I guess the dog was barking. It probably would have nosed at some point. Is that what number two is about, the dog? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't breathe, too. It's a lot more deaths than don't breathe, too. Oh, are there? Yeah. Did you look it up? It was just all on the same oh, page. Oh, it was on the same page. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, have to, we'll have to watch it at some point. Um, okay, Molly, What before we get into your favorite part, uh, what were some of the good things that you liked about this film? My favorite part. Yeah. What, what, what What's was my favorite part? Not okay. Not favorite part. But like, what did you, what did you like about this film? Well, you said before we get into your favorite part. Oh, what, oh, the bad. Why is that my favorite part? Well, because you always lead it off. I guess I don't know. I guess it's not your favorite part. I misspoke. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. <laughs> now you're implying that I'm a negative person. Honestly, I feel like we should start switching it up and I should start with the good stuff because my good stuff is always way shorter and also way less boring. 
Because what am I supposed to, after you go through all of these details, like, oh, the cinematography and this was so great. And then I'm like, mm, I like the dead guy. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't go well. So I feel like I should start going first. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. I liked the dead guy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Fuck. I thought it was, I liked how fucked up it was. I liked, liked how gross everything was with like the whole like getting her pregnant thing with the turkey baster it was just like i don't know it added the, a level of unsettled the unsanitary bits like there was hair and stuff oh yes i almost forgot about I that just, it was gross <laughs> it was very and they gross. did a good job at being gross yeah um i like the fact that alex died because he like almost died a couple times and you thought he was dead and then mm-hmm. it was supposed to be this huge like oh but he makes it out okay because he's like the least shitty person there yeah. and he thought he was gonna win the girl and everything and they were gonna live happily ever after and then boom again subverts your expectations and then yeah so i like that she thought he was dead and he wasn't mm-hmm. like that little twist ending um yeah, I don't know. I just overall like the suspense, and I thought the pacing was good. Yes, pacing yeah. was very good. Cool. Uh, Molly, what did you not like about this film? I wanted more dead people. <laughs> more. I like the, I, the, the complaints that people had, apparently, about Evil Dead are all the things that I really liked. <laughs> so I could yeah. have used more blood. Right. <laughs> and... I, I, I like that, you know, because, like, I know this is a different movie we kind of talked about before, but, like, like that's very in tune with Evil Dead, like, because the original Evil Deads were all about, like, the gore and yeah. the exploitation. So, I mean, he just, cont- I, like, I think that's just a stupid criticism of it. Like, that's, he's continuing the whole vibe of the, the franchise. I don't see it as a criticism at all. Yeah. But, I mean, look, he made a great film in response to it, so there's that. Um. I think what else I didn't like. There were times I feel like things were a little bit stretched out. It was almost mm. it kind of felt sometimes like there was too many twists. Really? Like in the sense of like they're like they're going and then something happens like she falls down the thing or whatever and like the vent or whatever that she gets in. Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts away. And there's, like, a part where he falls on top of something and it cuts away. And it's just, like, too, like I don't know. Oh, I kind of like that. I liked how it changed it up a little bit. Because it, it, it's, like, almost like splitting off. Well, I liked woods, it. You know? I liked it, but it was too many times. Okay. So, could have just tuned it down a little bit. It would have been fine. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, I... I know it's fair. <laughs> I mean, I personally liked it. I liked the idea of uh, it just continuously going and continuously, you know. But I just feel like if this is, I mean, obviously it's not reality. Sure. But I feel like it was a relatively realistic film. Yes, yes. And in reality, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. So, otherwise, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of it. Okay. Um, I only really had one thing, and this is like the tiniest fucking detail that I can think of. Um, the part where he's, like we were talking about the night vision, where he runs out of bullets. 
I feel like for someone who's like militarily trained like that mm -hmm. and whose other senses are heightened, I feel like he would he should have like known or checked the bullets. Was that his gun. gun or was that the Well it was the other gun. But yeah, it was still. the other gun, so he doesn't know how many have been used. Well he could check the chamber though and kinda get don't um, you think? Was it the same I thought he grabbed a different I guess it gun. depends on the clip. Like the so, so the revolver you'd be able to tell. I yeah. guess the clip might be a little harder. I, I think it was a that's what I trying to say i think there was a clip so yeah i he guess also guns just, are pretty i'm heavy. sorry he was a little hyped up because people that's, were in his house he didn't have a you know he's a little true. out of practice he's a little rusty that's very true um yeah and he, i mean yeah i mean that was literally the only bad thing i could think of for this movie um i uh, near a nearly perfect movie in my mind i just thought it was very 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 well done um Looks like there's one more thing on your bad list, I'm, though. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Now, the gory. Uh, and th this is the disappointing aspect of the movie, I think. Um, really, the only gore was just the various shots of... or Sorry, not the various shots. The various time The characters getting shot. Um, I think Money's was probably the most gory. I mean, just because it just because it had his body drop in that weird angle and he was kind of oozing blood. Yeah, I mean, he shot him like one. through here. Yeah, that was probably the goriest one. Maybe I don't know. He also beat the shit out of Alex. Mm. And that was you know, there's some some gore there. Do you, okay, because I, I was kind of curious about that. Do you count that as gore when? Well, it's... he was bleeding and sure. like shit was coming out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I just didn't know if, if because he wasn't dead and it was just more like like scratches. Of, I didn't know if you would count that as gore or not. Well, like you're seeing him bleed, bleed and like get the shit beat out of him. Yeah, that's it's a little cool. bit gory. Yeah, definitely. But otherwise, yeah. yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, like we've already talked about, kind of a mild um, gore score. Um, okay, before we get to the final scores of the film, um, I had actually a couple different thoughts on this. You might hate this. <laughs> you might hate me for this. Um, first question. Why do women date shitty guys? Because, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me get my coworker in here. <laughs> type is literally people who are just a little bit shitty and mean to her. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what it is. Because I mean, it, as an outsider watching this film, because it's it's Rocky, Money, and Alex. And Money's a piece of shit. Money's a piece of shit who's dating Rocky or whatever. I and guess because he has money. Probably because he has and his money. name is Money. <laughs> also, that goes into my second point. Don't date people named Money. <laughs> red flag right there <laughs> unless their name is actually money and then it's like that's your, even worse your, your parents <laughs> didn't love you your parents didn't know what to name you that's, that's but it's almost worse it's it's a different kind of worse though it's like oh you have you're probably have family issues where like if your nickname is money it's like you think you're hot shit and you're not yeah I also thought it was really funny. Um, speaking of money, in the in the movie when he was like, he was like, "Oh, I got the Glock," I got, and she's like, "You never shot that before." And it's so funny because this guy is like, he's coming off as like a total gangster throughout yeah. the whole movie. He's like all the edgy one, 
pissing all over the floor, you know what I mean, in, in the first house that they robbed. Um, and then he's never even shot a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking funny. Um, and he, I, I also thought it was really clever how they, they and, sorry, this is kind of going into, back into the good, I guess. Um, when they, when Alex is telling him about like, oh, these are all the different charges you can get. Yeah. Like my lawyer brain, you know, not lawyer, like being raised by lawyers, like is always thinking about that kind of stuff. So I like that underlying context, more conflict. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because he's the one who, his dad was the one. Yes. Word for the security company, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, okay. Um, next question. Could you pull off a home robbery? No. Me neither. You wouldn't immediately trip on something or kick something <laughs> or knock something over. I wouldn't get through the front gate. Let's be real. Also true. I also yeah. don't. I don't know how to jump a fence, so I can't do that. I would like. I would like open the gate and like catch myself on it, and then just like fall, and yeah. then the dog would rip my throat out. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't go well for me. I don't know. We're pretty smart, though. Maybe if we teamed up, we could do it. No. Maybe if you and I teamed up, got money, and we all went and go robbed a house. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't even imagine right not having the conscience. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, there, there's kind of something. I guess like I can, you know, the whole stealing from the rich, giving to the poor type of thing. Yeah. I mean, there is probably a there is probably a point where somebody is so rich and they have insurance where it's like, okay, is anybody really getting hurt? I, I can see that, but at the same time, you're you're also like just intruding on somebody's property, and I'm, yeah, I'm but also that. I have a conscience, and yeah, exactly. I don't care if it's like, oh, how many people are going to get hurt if I really do this? Yeah, no, I, I I'm not going to do it. I ultimately agree. I, all I'm saying is that I can sympathize with that viewpoint a little bit. Um, would you go back up? Would you go back for those two rocky no. money? I no, wouldn't either. God no. I wouldn't either. I'd be like, fuck it. Like, I, I would stand by that. Like, fuck this. I'm getting out. Although, it's interesting because he probably would have been fucked either way, right? No. I... Well, because, like, because he, um, he had the key to, like, the alarm. Like, they would have figured out that he disarmed the alarm and they would have traced it back. They probably would have traced it back to him eventually, right? I guess I guess if the old guy had killed them, then no. it wouldn't have ever happened. Like it would have never gone out. So I guess, but I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they would have. I think he would have been fine if he had just left. Yeah, probably. Because nobody would have fucking nobody would have known. He wouldn't report it. Why would he report that he just shot people? Yeah, that's very true. He obviously had ways of disposing the bodies. Yeah, yeah, that that was another really kind of eerie part where he was, um, I think it was like cement or whatever, mm-hmm. cementing the 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 old like the the person who killed his daughter, cementing her body. Um, would you leave the trapped hostage? Sorry, there's so many points in this movie where would I just would you leave the trapped hostage? The sorry, the the woman who killed his daughter. Yeah, yeah, me too. I just come. I would. I Go back. Go back for her. Police. Yes. Anonymous tip. Mm-hmm. Go to a payphone. 
hey, I'm pretty sure this is this, this happened. I saw, I heard screaming from this house, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not fast enough <laughs> to keep myself alive, let alone another person. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not gonna get those handcuffs done so quickly. It's not gonna go well. Yeah, that that was. I will say that was one part of the movie that. Thinking back on it, was a little unbelievable. Well, no, they fumbled with it too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Um, why would you have a child with the person who killed your daughter? Doesn't that seem weird? He just wanted a child. Yeah, but like, I isn't there something kind of fucked up though? Like, like, what was he gonna do? Hire hire somebody with the money that he had that he could have. Bought a surrogate. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he could have very easily done that. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm aware. That's my point. So he's just. So you think he's doing it's this vindictive? Okay. Yes, it's vindictive. Okay. Also, I don't. Maybe he's just kind of stupid. You know, maybe he's really good at fighting and army stuff and being blind, and he's not smart in other places. Yeah. Right. So. Also, the whole idea of him raising a child by himself in that home. Like blind? I don't know. I don't think that would pan out. <laughs> I don't think people. that would pan out well. Are you, are you saying blind people shouldn't raise children? What the no, fuck? No, no. But like single blind parents <laughs> should not exist. What? What do you mean? Maybe, maybe that's the stance what I'm is taking. Wrong with you? <laughs> he knows his way around that house pretty well. Like, very, very well, obviously. Yeah, true. By the time the baby could even walk, he would have cleaned up the basement. Also could just keep the basement locked. True. So there's no reason that he shouldn't have, besides the fact that he's old as fuck and he will die when the kid is, like, 10. (laughs) That reminds me of a previous debate I had on another podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Self-promote. Always. Um... Yeah. What? Well, how does a blind guy produce that much semen? How? How? How does he jerk off that much? I thought that was like, wow. He had like a whole fucking mason jar <laughs> full of cum, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of jerking off for a blind guy. Why? What does it have? Why? Why is the blind guy? I just Why feel do like you have it, to add that. Well, because men you are, think blind men are guys, visual creatures. Okay, well he's blind, so he has to get a little creative. And it turns out he can yeah. have he can figure it out other ways. You don't need yeah. to have sight to know where your dick is. <laughs> I know. I just can imagine that being a I just bigger don't, challenge. You just start adding bl- like blind to everything, like. <laughs> But he's blind. Yes, he can function like a regular ass person. How many months has gone by that he jerked off into that jar? <laughs> a lot. He probably does it a couple times a week. It's been a few months at least, if not years. I don't know how much time passed. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's a. Re- I don't know how to get this to. He's a regular person. He's just a person who's blind. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, 
we don't discriminate against black people. I want, I want to make that. Very it clear. sounds like you do. <laughs> sounds like there might be a little bit of hostility. Uh, racism towards blind people, maybe. <laughs> I have some inner blind ableism. <laughs> Able. There we go. I'm an. What would I be an ableist? Yes. Is that a thing? Yes. People are ableists. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a new one. I, I guess I'm an ableist. Everybody cancel me uh what uh last question yes would you live in a ghost town yes but also it's not even a ghost town it's just an abandoned ass street oh is it not the whole town i thought they said it was the whole town it's in detroit oh do you think, oh, do you think detroit's abandoned duh, yeah <laughs> wow no it's just that block that he's on like nobody lives there only like a few people yeah true so i'm not with it today Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I don't know how far You said something earlier too about a ghost town or something. And I, I just kinda let it slide. I was like, whatever. <laughs> but not this time. You're putting, you're putting your foot down this time. You're <laughs> well, you're directly asking me about it, so <laughs> I'm gonna confront you. That's very true. Uh yes, I would I I would also live in both a ghost town. Um I well this I guess in Detroit in an abandoned street I don't know that's a little iffy. I mean that's the that's the point. Yeah. Is that it's you would have to fight motherfuckers off. There'd probably be a bunch of homeless people. It's not a good area. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't that was one thing that was kind of un, like unrealistic about it, right? Like in modern America you're telling me there wouldn't be like camps of homeless people around that whole fucking thing. I don't know. This was 2016. True. I, I, yeah. In 2020, in 2020, 2021, it wouldn't have looked like that. Yeah, I thought that was Oh, shit. Oh. Thank you. Okay. That's, uh, did you have any thought of it? Let me stop you right there. No. (laughs) Okay. To wrap this episode up, let's give our final ratings. Molly, what did you give this for a core score of the film? Mm, like a two. Okay, and give it a one point five. Around the same. Mm-hmm. For for once, I feel like because uh, usually I overshoot on the gore score. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting twist there. Just like in the movies, uh, <laughs> guys. Uh, final score for the rating, Molly. What would you give this? Maybe a nine. Tight, tight. I give it a 9.6, and no, I'm not changing my answer. <laughs> I don't even have, I have no energy to fight you. You've given up. It took, it took 13 episodes. I mean, I haven't entirely. I just don't feel like it today. It's just <laughs> you, you did a one and a half, and then 0. 0.6. It's basically 0. 0.5, whatever. I'm not going to fight it today. Also, <laughs> the conversation we had last time where I argued against you and basically the fact that you're still writing it on a point five, but you're just picking different numbers to start at. <laughs> still a valid argument. So. You might be right. Let's plug it into the scientific method and see if we can. Into the scientific method. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that how it works? It's just an equation. You just plug it in. What is the scientific method equation? 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I know that's not how the scientific method works. I don't remember how it goes exactly, but it's a it. You have to it's, you have an hypoth. Uh, what's it? Hypothesis. That's the first step, right? You have your pipe. You have a question you want answered. Yes. You make a hypothesis about that question. You do the do this research, do the tests, the experiments, and then voila. Conclusion. Yep. And you gotta make sure I have a control in that and everything. It's a so it's (laughs) a whole it's a whole thing that I am not educated enough to uh Yeah. I know. (laughs) I know. I went to school for film, not science. Okay. Although some people say it's the same thing. No one says that. <laughs> no. All right. Okay, everybody. Uh, well, that was our episode, our review of the film Don't Breathe. Uh, still one of my favorites. Um, what, just a movie that I find very memorable for me in that time. In the 2010s, baby. Um, guys, every Thursday at 7 p.m., Check us out. Check out the other two podcasts, McAllister Hours at or don't. <laughs> at seven PM. You know the <laughs> continue. Go ahead. You know, all this podcast family we have, we all help each other, right? Lolo me help us, our podcast. And then I additionally help those two other podcasts by soloing. So anyways, Macau Stars at 7 p.m. every Monday. Unhitch Uncensored with Little Savage every 2 p.m. Or every Tuesday, 2 p.m., I should say. And like I said, we're every Thursday, 2 p.m. Um, and also, thanks everybody for the support. Um, this last episode that we had had over 500 views, which is um, Molly's worst nightmare. But <laughs> we're, uh, we're, uh, we're doing it well. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Bye.